welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. So the video is on YouTube, and it's called. Uh, if you just tuned into the podcast, we've just watched a video called the Butterfly Circus, which you can just go and watch. And um, the uh, the word that we're just contemplating that makes sense if you watch the video, is magnificent. We're just going to think about that for a minute. Because we talked last week about the fact that God has chosen us, and we had another word, didn't we, that began with M, um, to describe us. We are his, can you remember? Masterpiece. So, we're just really continuing with that theme. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his masterpiece. I am his masterpiece. Okay? And the best form of worship we can offer God is to simply agree with what he says about us. We'll never achieve very much if we focus on what we can't do. But when we, when we step into the greatness that God has for us, because of who we are, then the world will look a lot different. And I just want you to contemplate that for a moment. Can I honestly say, I am magnificent? Because if God says I am, then the best thing I can do is agree with him. And it's, it's quite an uncomfortable thing to think in terms like that because you don't get much of that sort of feedback from most of the world around you. There's not many people you will find who will tell you for free, you're magnificent. It's just not what we focus on, is it, generally? But I, I want to encourage you over the, you know, the course of this school to, to really make it one of your goals to focus on declaring the truth, which is that God says you are magnificent. And we've got a little exercise that we're going to do at the end of this little session um, that will hopefully reinforce that. Anyway, we played a game last week, you remember? Rose facilitated very well. The 20 questions, who am I? So, you know, we'll just keep the theme going. We'll give somebody else the opportunity this morning. Who wants to, who wants to think, of, think of a character? Would you like? Yeah? Yeah, okay. So you think of a character, fictional, real, dead, alive. It's entirely up to you. Got one? Okay. Now we all, you, you can do the whole mind map. You can just work out what she's thinking, can't you? All word of knowledge. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
but in the absence of a word, you can use a word of knowledge at any point during the game, but we've got 20 questions between us to try and work out who Miriam is, because she's not Miriam at the moment. And Miriam can only answer yes or no. So, do you want to go first? Female. No. Uh, are you fictional? No. Are you still alive today? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is good. This is good. That's four questions. Have you acted in a Hollywood movie? No. Okay. Are you from Germany? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we've got, just to, just to recap, we've got a famous German lady who is alive. Okay? And we've had seven questions. Oh, oh who hasn't acted in a Hollywood movie? Yeah? Okay, well, well, well let's, let's just do some more digging. Oh, wow. So the record now, right, for the team is... Eight. So no pressure, but whoever has a go next week, you've got to have someone that will survive more than eight questions. Okay? Well done. Good choice. Why did you pick her? I already looked. I thought of her last week. Okay. Okay. Because I thought it might be nice to have someone that's not in the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if there was one thing that we could pray for her right now, what would it be? And is she, is she under pressure to um, lose? Uh, is there an election coming up? She won't. Yeah. A lot of pressure over the migrants. She's about to lose the majority of parliament. Well, come on, let's just take a moment because, you know, there's nothing happens by accident. So we're just thinking about. Um, honouring that lady who has taken such a place of responsibility in the German political system. And we just bless you, Angela Merkel, with favour in that arena and unprecedented support We just speak to the mountains and tell them to move. And we thank you for the example that Germany is setting, Lord, in terms of uh, welcoming folk who are displaced by the trouble around the world. And we pray that their economy would prosper. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a, a source of uh, discord, but it would be a source of real blessing that folk from other cultures are being welcomed into that society. So we bless you, Angela. Just have a great day.
surround, we pray God you'd surround her with people who will encourage her, who will tell her she is magnificent. And in case there is no one who is going to tell you, Angela, we tell you now, you are magnificent. And it's not about the job you do. It's about you as a person. You are a magnificent one. Hmm. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So, anybody know who that is? Kate Middleton. Okay. Now, some of you may know who Kate Middleton is. Some of you may not. This story will unfold over the next few slides. But at this point in her life, she is, we say in English, common Kate Middleton. She's common. Right? And I'm not being rude. I'll explain what I mean in a minute. She's common. Okay? Like you and I, we're common, right? And there's a reason we're common, okay? However, something happened to Kate Middleton. And this. Okay, so there you go. Kate Middleton. Oh. <laughs> oh. Something happened. That is the same lady. However, something happened. What happened? <laughs> what? It's not a trick question. What happened? She married. She got married. So who is she now? All right. Yeah. All right. So she is now the Duchess of Cambridge. Okay. Because in this country we have this aspect of life, culture, where we have people who are common and we have people who are not common. <laughs> Right? What happened? It's just important. I want, I want to put this in a specific sequence because it's quite important. What happened? Just thinking what we talked about last week. He chose me. In the words of Kate. Right? Now, I don't know, fellas, if you can imagine what it's like being a prince in the royal household. Um, uh, but we have a prince. We have a few princes. And there's quite a you know, bit of pressure to find a nice... Uh, a nice wife and continue the the tradition 
Okay. And I don't, there's been a series recently on, on the TV here, on ITV. Um, they've, they've made yet another um, series of programmes about the life of Queen Victoria. And um, so much pressure to marry a distant relative of the royal, you know, your royal family. Okay. And you inbreed and you keep, you keep everything pure and, right. So this is really quite dramatic because Kate's a commoner. Kate's not from royal blood, okay? She fell in love. <laughs> Highly recommended falling in love, isn't it? All right. <laughs> okay, what is, I'm here. <laughs> All right. You see. Consequences of falling in love are quite dramatic for Kate Middleton because she's not common anymore. She's now been adopted into a different family. She's now royal. You can't go up to her in the street now if you went to school with her. You know, well, uh, maybe you could, you know. Hi, Kate, how are you doing? Right? You probably couldn't get nearer for a start. <laughs> um, and there's a protocol and there's everything that goes with being royal. Right? So she's, her life has been transformed. What did she do? She fell in love. became royal and got a new family there you go nice family photo goes uh, sorry yeah Phil Trysdale's definitely sneaked in there New family, okay. But it gets even better than that. Because one day she'll be queen. Right? And my son is heir to the throne. So I don't know if you can imagine what that timeline has been like 
for her. You know. She's Kate Middleton. She's gone to college. She goes to university. Right? And it just so happens that a member of the British aristocracy is attending the same university. And somehow, you meet. And I don't know how a member of the royal household would ask a lady out, you know. Fancy coming for a drink, love. <laughs> Probably don't say love because he's not from Manchester. Um, but it's all history now. And I am forever completely different. Now, so what? <laughs> well, just really trying to build on what we said last, last week. Let's just read this verse together. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated sanctified you to myself as my own it's a bit it's a bit wordy because it's the amplified bible and so the amplified bible puts bits in brackets to help explain what what the text is saying so god speaking through the prophet isaiah uh, jeremiah there so before you were born God knew you and approved of you and chose you. Now you think, oh, oh, I don't like the sound of that because that sounds sort of, um, I, I didn't have any say in the matter. Okay. So, well, it was all going to happen anyway, you know. So I, I didn't really have any choice not saying that because i believe god you know you can you can make a choice but um if the if the person who is the object of your choice doesn't respond then it doesn't matter if you've made a choice i made a choice i wanted to marry sharon so i've made that choice I want to marry her, right? But obviously, it doesn't go anywhere, does it, unless she accepts the proposal. Um, so, the invitation to us is to accept God's proposal and allow ourselves to live in the reality of the fact that he has chosen us. And that, that, that whole concept really is, is sort of, backed up and, and developed in this verse, John 15, 16, which I think we looked at last week. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world and bear fruit. Now, the problem with this verse is <clears throat> because we're so, most of us, like steeped, covered, smothered, bombarded with um, 
an insecure culture, um, we, we strive to do things, achieve things, make a name for ourselves, because that is the, the world's definition of success, living a good life, whatever. Okay. And unfortunately, that, that sort of way of thinking has filtered into the church, and I, you know, I stand guilty. Because we look at this verse, and we go, oh, right, okay, where's your fruit? Where's your fruit? Show me your fruit. Show me your fruit, because your fruit will prove to me that you've been chosen. So you go to the end, right? If there's no fruit, well, God hasn't chosen you, has he? <laughs> Whoops! Um, and, and we're trained to look, look for the fruit. And we come up with our own definition of fruitfulness, our own definitions of fruitfulness, that are really probably almost entirely built on and covered with self-effort. Okay? So, you know, we've said them before, but we'll say them again. You know, we have a definition of holiness, which equates to verses of the Bible read every day, hours prayed every day, amount of witnessing done daily or weekly, uh, number of conversions, um, how many homeless people have I housed, how many starving people have I fed. The list is endless, and all those activities are wonderful and to be applauded. Do them all and more, right? But don't do any of them with the aim of, I've got to bear fruit, I've got to bear fruit, I've got to bear fruit, I've got to bear fruit. You know, we have, um, we've recently embarked in the last couple of years on producing fruit in our garden, haven't we? Right? Okay. Well, Rebecca, Rebecca's really the, uh, the, the gardener supreme. But anyway, so... And, and this, is how, this is how naive I am. I thought, well, you know, let's buy an apple tree. That'll be fun, won't it? You know, because I like apple blossom. And then someone said, there's no good buying one. What? Oh, you've got to have two. You've got to have two. Because they like, I don't know. You know, I, they sort of mate. You know, I, I, they, they so I... I Please, I, I don't do this whole, right? But you have to have two. If you want the apples to grow, you've got to have two. And you think, what? It's true, isn't it? Right? Cross-pollinate, Cross-pollinate, right? Yeah. Sorry? That's why, yeah, we should stop killing the bees. Okay. But they f- the, the trees literally feed each other. Okay, so we plant this... We plant these two apple trees, right? Okay. And then, this is what we did. Okay. This is what we did. Every morning at seven o'clock, we go out the back door and we go to the apple tree and we go, bear fruit, bear fruit, bear fruit in Jesus' name. And then we come back in and we sit down. And then the following morning, we get up and we go out at seven o'clock and we say to the apple tree, you must 
bear fruit. Right? But it's only April. Okay? Right? So I do this every day for the whole of April, and I've got no apples. Right? And then somebody tells me, I'm just playing with you, right? I'm just making this story up, right? But this is what we do to ourselves. Somebody says, um, you know, the apples, they don't tend to arrive until like later in the year. Oh. Yeah, but I can, well, it's not being fruitful, is it? Because there's no fruit. Well, it's not the season, okay? So that's a little side thing, seasons. So it gets to like, August slash September, I'm thinking now's the time and I can see these little things. It's all right. Come on, bear fruit, bear fruit. I want big apples. <laughs> and I obviously have zero influence on that, those trees' desire or ability to be obedient to my yelling, right? Stupid. Do you know anybody that does that? <laughs> I mean, I know some people do talk to their plants, but it's, I don't think that's been scientifically proved that talking to your plants actually aids their development. Is it? Oh, right. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe there's more truth to it. But I think if I was going to say anything to the plant, I would tell it, I love you. Because, apart from anything, that would make me feel better to tell the plant. Because there's something about telling people you love them that does something here. It's really weird. You know, I tell my, you know, anybody and everybody, you know, I really love you. And it's like, oh, something, you know, goes off in here as well. It's just, it's just quite amazing. And I know when I, and somebody tells me that they love me, it just does something, right? I had no control whatsoever. I, well, I might have put a bit of fertilizer on the soil, you know, to help the, help the plant grow. But at the end of the day, it does what apple trees do, and it produces apples. Okay. And it, you know, I don't think it, it sort of stands there in the garden going, oh, I've got to produce some apples, I've got to produce some apples, I've got to produce some apples. <laughs> it doesn't think twice about it. Because an apple tree, that's what it does for a living, you know. It's, it's who an apple tree is, you know. This is, this is my lot in life. And I'm happy producing apples. I'm being me. Right? I'm not producing pears, I'm not producing grapes, I'm not producing grain, I'm producing apples because it's who I am. Therefore, it's what I do. Why? It, well, so what? I spent a long time trying to be somebody else. Trying to be the person I thought God wanted me to be or I ought to be and it was that was the person that God was going to anoint and you know take to heaven or whatever right 
And I've come alive more since I've realized that the best thing I can do is be me. Right? And the fruit I produce is me. Right? Me. Okay? So, go into the world and bear fruit. Be yourself. Let people see the real you. Now, the real you, God formed in the womb, chose you, consecrated you. You know, it said, um, it said in uh, uh, Ephesians 2.10, it talks about you were conceived. You know, and that, high, the, you know, like you would conceive a design for something. And we talked, didn't we, last week about God, how long did God spend designing you? And yet then, what do I spend my life doing? Trying to change this thing he's designed. Because <laughs> all of a sudden I think I, you know, I could do it better. So what I'm saying is what I found to be true is that the more I've discovered who I am, how beautiful I am, how really that made in God's image thing is true for me, I've become more fruitful. Because the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, right? Now, for me, being fruitful is manifesting the kingdom of heaven, right? What I mean by displaying the kingdom of heaven, right? Like Alan was saying, you know, we're apostles. We take the culture of heaven and we release it on the earth. So we're releasing righteousness, peace, and joy on the earth. Well, you can't do that if you don't know you're righteous. And if you don't know you're righteous, you won't have any peace. And if you've got no peace, you'll be a grumpy old... Beep, 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 beep. Sorry? You won't have joy. Sorry? I can say that again. Okay. Well, if, if I'm going to be apostolic, right... And, I'm, and the role of an apostle is to release the culture of heaven on the earth, then what is the culture of heaven that I am seeking to release? It says in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So, if, I, if I'm going to release those things, and so to me... Fruitfulness looks like righteousness, peace, and joy. Okay, so if I don't believe I'm righteous, I'm going to have a hard time displaying what righteousness looks like. The consequence of that is I won't have a lot of peace. Because I'm trying to do things or not do things to move from this place of unrighteousness. <laughs> Although Jesus, you know, I, so, so we say it with our mouths, don't we? Yes, Jesus, you know, you've made me righteous. Okay. 
Thank you, you know, you've cleansed me, you've forgiven me, I'm righteous. But actually, I don't display that righteousness because I get stressed over the fact that I'm not seeing people saved. I'm not seeing, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, where's the fruit? Where's my fruit? Where's my fruit? Okay. Because I've got this definition of fruit. Sorry, I'm not really redef- saying, saying again what you said, but I've sort of gone off a, right? Okay. So I'm not, stre- I'm, I'm not, I'm full of stress because I'm trying to do, 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 do to get to that place of, oh yeah, I'm acceptable now. <whistles> tick, 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 tick. You know, I've got, I've got down there. Yeah. Bang. Acceptable. Okay. So there's no peace. And because I'm so stressed, I'm not very happy either. <laughs> Absolutely, Rose. It is a complete knock-on effect. But most, you know, I have to say, most teaching in the Christian world and, you know, all the teaching that I used to teach would be seven steps to fruitfulness, right? Or, you know, ten ten habits of highly fruitful people, okay? (laughs) So I'm looking for, what are your habits, you know? So we have a reality TV show for Gatley Road and we get the cameras in the bedrooms and we know, we know. Yes, yes. Those smoke alarms, right? The cameras, we're watching, right? We're seeing how many hours you spend in prayer, right? We're seeing how you speak to her when nobody's listening, right? Okay. Or whatever it might be. Ooh. Right? Because we've got all these things that we like to not apply to ourselves, you see, because we've received mercy, right? So we're okay. I'm fine, you know. But I'm watching you. I'm, I'm watching you, right? I'm making sure you don't. I'm, I'm looking for signs of your fruitfulness. I'm okay because I'm full of mercy over here, so it doesn't really matter what I do, you know. I can get away with anything, but right? Or sometimes we do it to ourselves. And you're just never happy. You're never happy because the need is always greater than your ability to meet it. You'll never get to the end of that road. You will never pray enough. I'm sorry. You will never read your Bible enough. You will never witness to enough people, right? You will never heal enough sick people. Because your definition of enough, you can never be sure, is the same as God's. God's will always be greater because God's greater than you, right? So you're on that. Now, it can sound like I'm just encouraging you to so just do nothing. Not at all. Not at all. But redefine what you understand. Exactly. Redefine what you mean by fruitfulness, right? And you live from knowing you're royal, right? You're royal. Now, things happen now for Kate Middleton that never used to happen, right? You know, 
you, you go and meet you go and meet the uh, the royal family, or she comes on a visit. It's like you know all sorts of things. It's a completely different world <clears throat> because she's royal, and you are royal, right? And yeah, that's not a, that's not um, an invitation. She's just sort of you know, okay, you know, you lot don't matter because I'm royal now. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but you do see things from a completely different perspective when you understand what it means to be royal. And God is the most royal of all. So, you will be called oaks, just to keep the tree theme going. Oaks of righteousness. Planted by the Lord to reveal his splendor. Now, there's something about oak trees. You know, they're just quite, you know, majestic, aren't they? They're really, really excellent um, examples of God's oh, strength in creation, right? And they, they're splendid. You see a big oak tree, it's like, Wow. But whose splendor is it? It's not yours. It's his. Okay. He's planted you. And you are splendid. Did you know that? You're splendid. You're absolutely great. Totally great. Magnificent. <laughs> That's a big word, isn't it? Anyway. So, this is a very, very famous verse, okay, um, which is in a slightly different translation. This is the Names of God translation of the Bible, the Nog Bible, all right? Nog Bible. And I, I would encourage you, you know, you get, you get in, encouraged to do lots of things over the course of the school, but this verse is a real, like, special one for me uh, to use as a declaration. And, of course, it's in, the, it's, it's in the plural here. You, you know, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Okay. But I am. Right? I've been chosen by God. I'm part of a royal priesthood. Okay. God's quite happy with the choices that he's made. He really likes <laughs> the people he's picked. <laughs> and you're on his team. Okay. So, I just want to encourage you just to keep falling in love. You know, it's just... I wish the message, no, I don't wish the message were more complicated. I'm glad the message is not more complicated because it's easier to understand. Now, as a consequence of falling in love, I'll phrase this carefully, okay? My wife and I 
We're fruitful. We've got two kids. <laughs> right? It happened. But it wasn't the point of the exercise. So just going back to that verse before, you know, about oh, God be fruitful, God be fruitful, God be fruitful. No. You've got to fall in love. And the fruitfulness is a product of the falling in love. Right? Now, that's got nothing to do with whether God blesses you with a you know, partner for life and children as a result of that. Okay. But in terms of your relationship with God, love Jesus, love Jesus, love Jesus, love Jesus, love Jesus. And that looks like fruitfulness. When you're being true to that, who Jesus has made you, and he's inviting you to enjoy being. <laughs> fruitfulness. God is not looking to make a movie, right? He's not looking for a load of actors to play parts. Okay? But we, for some reason, just want to keep auditioning, don't we? Like, God, I want to audition for the person, you know, the part of the person you think I ought to be. All right? Um, it's like, no, no. We're just going to star. We are starring in God's movie as, you know, sometimes you get those little cameo roles, don't you, where these famous people play themselves. And it's really weird, you know, when, when somebody actually appears in a movie as themselves, you know, guest appearance by, you know. And you think, if God were making a movie, don't audition for a part. Because he wants you. He just wants you. Because we're chosen. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.